Okay, awesome. We're going to talk about joy, 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 joy. It's Christmas time. <laughs> joy, Romans fifteen thirteen. Now may God, the God of hope, fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That overflowing with hope. What is hope? Hope is the vision. That's the promise that's set before us that we can see all joy. How many of us have attained, attained even for a moment, all joy? Amen. That's a goal that we want to strive for. Amen. Joy, joyfulness, the most significant entailing trait is our joy. I see people with joy. You can see people that are changed. They've just had a deliverance and there's been a level of set free. You can see the joy in them. They beam with joy. So joy is a, it, it tells all, doesn't it? When there's joy in somebody. It demonstrates as well as it determines authentic li living. Now, that's an interesting thought. It demonstrates, joy demonstrates authentic living, and it determines authentic living. What does that mean? I believe it means that our joy produces life. It determines an authentic life. It produces life. It produces life on everything aspect of our being, everything we're involved with, whether it be relationships, finances, uh, whatever it is, it produces, it determines life. Jesus came to empower and maximize our joy. This was a goal of the Lord. This was one of his reasons for coming so that we could experience total joy. Amen. Joy is a key to victory, to a more vibrant and satisfying life. Joy is healing. Joy is restoring. Joy is a powerful spiritual force. Amen. Harness the power of joy. Jesus taught us the raw power of joy. In Hebrews 12, 2, it says, Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. That joy that was set before him, see, he was able to step out of time. He saw the beginning from the end. He knew his purpose. And because of that, he was overjoyed because he could see himself already seated at the right hand of the Father. You see, he was living there, seeing it, experiencing the joy of it, and that is how he endured. He despised the shame. It didn't become a part of him. He rejected the shame. It did not embrace his soul. His soul was free, and it stayed free because of that joy. That gives us a clue about our everyday living. How do we overcome? How do we stay free? This is a clue. It's, it's looking at the joy set before us. Sometimes if we uh, just need to meditate on the joy set before us, you know, the glorious day. Sometimes I think, oh, Lord, 
I may not have the mansion I want now, but boy, you should see the one I have in heaven. I, I think about that sometimes. It's got this room for this and this room for that. I think about all the things that it has. I think about the joy of heaven, how much fun heaven is going to be. I believe it's got theme parks. I believe it's got fun places. I believe that heaven is not just a bunch of clouds. It's a real place. It's a real planet. It's like a real place. There are flowers there. There are trees. There's life. There's there's grass that lives. There's that that everything there has music, has sound and frequency. Amen. Thinking and meditating on heaven, the joy set before us, is key to how we can endure our cross every day. Amen. So isn't it awesome? It has a power. There's a power in joy. A power. The feeling prayer. I've went over this before. But it says here, all things that you ask straightly, directly from inside my name, you will be given. Ask without hidden motive and be surrounded by your answer. Be enveloped by what you desire, that your gladness be full, that your joy is so full. Amen. How many of you have just thought about just meditating on joy? meditating on joy and letting that renew your soul. Amen. We must believe that it is already done. Whatever it is, we are already overcomers. We are already healed. We are already whole. We are already perfected. And when we have that joy set before us, then it does. It has a power to bring everything into being. Amen. This is from Eleanor Deuce. She was an Italian actress. And she said, If the sight of the blue skies fills you with joy, if a blade of grass springing up in the fields has the power to move you, if the simple things in nature have a message that you can understand, rejoice, for your soul is alive. Isn't that beautiful? I'll tell you, in this time, when we can get overwhelmed with the hecticness, the strife, got to go here, got to do that, sometimes if you can just take a minute to step into nature and let that frequency of the praises of how all of nature is praising God, crying out, the rocks are crying out, the grass is crying out, the music that is in nature and let that frequency become one with you as you praise God to the point of overflowing with joy. It will change and heal, restore your soul. Joy is your strength and stronghold. In Nehemiah 8.10, Then Ezra said to them, Go your way, eat the rich festival food, drink the sweet drink, and send portions to him for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. And do not be worried, for the joy of the Lord is your strength and your stronghold. Now, that's something to think about. I think about we have these strongholds that we've been overcoming, rejection, unforgiveness, shame. But let joy be our stronghold. Amen? Let joy be our stronghold. 
joy is a part of the kingdom of God. Romans fourteen seventeen. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Now, I want you to notice the order of this. Righteousness, peace, and joy. In James 3.18, it says, Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So we can create righteousness by creating peace. Sowing peace everywhere we go. It brings righteousness into that situation, into that relationship, into that problem, into the atmosphere so we can't we can't walk out in righteousness without peace amen but look at this what follows peace is joy 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 comes before peace excuse me in the fruits of the spirit galatians 5 22 but the fruit of the spirit is love then joy peace long-suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control against the such there is no law we know to walk in love we know that the fruit of the spirit is love right we know we must walk in love here the first expression of love is the fruit of joy amen so if something's wrong in our joy our joy factor, our joy mechanism. Could there be something wrong in our love walk? Amen. So so let that be a clue when you analyze your life, when you're searching out your soul, when you're becoming aware of your thoughts and your feelings and your daily activity. Let this be a clue that if something is taking your joy, examine your love walk. Examine your love thermometer. Where is it sitting at? Because your joy thermometer is going to be closely linked to it. Amen? So joy makes the other fruits flow effortlessly. When you have joy, when when your love is complete, and then your joy is complete, everything else flows. It's going to flow without very little effort. Peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Amen? Love and joy perfected as the Father loved me. This is, oh, I, I didn't get the reference there, but I will have to get that to you later. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things, now this is Jesus speaking, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you. And that your joy may be full. Let's ask the Lord. He says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Let's just say, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, help me to abide in you and in your love. And help 
Lord, that your love and yourself abide in me. Help me to keep all your commandments that are all based on love. For one says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your strength, your might, your soul, and love one another as he has loved us. Help us do this love walk, Lord, so that we may encounter, participate, be a part of your joy. Experience your joy so that our joy may be so full. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, John 15, 9 through 12. I'll be sure it gets in my screens. Amen. Perfected love brings about perfected joy. Isn't that awesome? Joy is important. John 16, 24. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. 1 Peter 1, 8. Whom having not seen you love, Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. Amen. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again. Rejoice. You know, sometimes we have to get up in the morning, and and I, I know when I have to get up really early, and I'm still droggy, and I've, I just learned a long time ago to just keep my body moving. That's the way I do it. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes you got to think about turning your rejoicer on. Where's the, where's the rejoicer? I turned the coffee pot on. I turned, where's the rejoicer? i got to turn that thing on and rejoice. You know, that's what the Word talks about when He says it's stirring up the gift. That's a gift. Joy is a gift. And we need to stir it up and turn it on, rejoice, kick it in gear. That's up to us. That's up to our little soul. Amen. We have to choose that. Amen. I know there there have been times I was really uh, praying and seeking the Lord about joy. And he gave me several scriptures to meditate on. But I really wanted to increase my joy walk. And it's amazing how I asked the Lord to help me experience more joy to uh to do that and what what is amazing to me is that it as i prayed that the effect that happened was i my love walk increased people that i had a problem with or i thought negatively it began to fade because i kept meditating on joy scriptures so it's like they began to perfect the love amen and I began to be okay with this or okay with that. I'm like, it didn't affect my, my joy was okay and my love walk was okay. So, amen. We have to turn the rejoicer on. Think about it when you turn that coffee pot on. Rejoice! Rejoice! Amen? Amen. Learning to live in joy. Learn to live in the present is a part of the path of joy. Now, this is, this is a beautiful key. It's just learning to live in the present. 
you know, we get up or we we think about all the long list of stuff we got to do or we think about something that was said yesterday or two weeks ago or you know, we think about, you know, or we're thinking about the future. What am I going to do about that? How am I going to handle that? Just live in the present. Amen. Turn your coffee pot on. Rejoice. Dance. Do a jig. Get up and just live in the present. Wow. This is great. This is awesome. This moment is awesome. Amen. Yeah. Learn, just get in the present. Like, wow, this is awesome. God, I feel your love. And even if you don't, just say, Lord, I thank you. I feel your love. It will come. It's just automatic. When you start praising him and you start thanking him, boom. And do a twirl. Dance, twirl, sing, get silly. Nobody's looking. <laughs> Amen. Do it. Uh, do it when you're at home. Stir up that joy. Amen. Live in the present moment. Every moment is a gift from God. If we if we dwell on the past so much, we dwell on this and we dwell on that. If we're thinking so far in the future with it as a concern. Now, I think it's okay to think about the future. If you prayed about something and you say, thank you, Father, that you heard me, and now I see that thing is done. I'm living in it. I'm going to talk like it. I'm I'm activating it. This thing has happened. Amen. Your joy is complete. You can experience more joy in living in that prayer than when it actually happens. Because when it actually happens, it's like, oh, well, yeah, I already, I knew that was coming. I, I, I had already just, you know, gotten so happy over that. I knew it was coming, so... Praise God. So we have to we have to be in the present. That very act alone is is worth so much. So we live in the present, we live in the hope and the faith of it already done. Amen. And we trust that our past is being healed, that the Lord has been invited in every wound, every area that's hurt, and that he is healing that just by us transforming our minds with the word of God. He's, in, he's at work healing every area. Amen. Second, uh, today declare out loud. Today I am willing to let go of the struggle. I'm willing to let go of the struggle. Say that. Today I am willing to let go of the struggle. I'm willing to let it go. I'm going to get excited in a minute. I'm fixing to get excited. I'm letting go of the struggle. Amen. I'm willing to let go of the struggle. I am eager to learn to live through joy. Let's practice that this week. Live through joy. Amen. Today I shall serve the Lord with joy and gladness of heart. For the abundance of everything that you shall give me this year. Amen. Amen. Second Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to make all grace, not a little bit of grace. All grace. This is his desire. We want to enter into his joy. His grace. His mind. His thoughts. His plans. He's able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing. Woo, I'll take it. 
every favor, every earthly blessing come in abundance, not trickles, abundance to you so that you may always under all circumstances, regardless of the need, have complete sufficiency in everything, being completely self-sufficient in him and have an abundance for every good work. See, that's the ultimate life, is when your life is so abundant that you can, if you see a need, that you can meet it. If, when the Spirit prompts you that it's there. Amen? That's an awesome place to be. Amen. This is from a guy named George B. Leonard, and I, I like this. I'm going to read it slowly so that we can think about it. What was once impossible now summons us to dismantle the walls between ourselves and our sisters and brothers, to dissolve the distinctions between the flesh and the spirit, to transcend the present limits of time and matter, to find at last not wealth or power, but the ecstasy so long forgotten of commonplace, the unconditional being. For the atom soul is nothing but energy. Spirit blazes in the dullest of clays, the life of every woman or man. The heart of it is pure and holy joy. Isn't that beautiful? Amen. I love that. The heart of it is pure joy. And you think about that. When we go to heaven, when we think about heaven, we think of a place of pure joy. Love, unexplainable, incomprehensible, joy, immeasurable. Amen. And that's our heart. Because the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is in our very hearts. Amen. Pure and holy joy. Joy questions. How can you stir up joy in your everyday life? Be specific. I just gave you one idea. Turn the coffee pot on and do a jig, do a twirl, dance around, say out loud. Woohoo! Joy! Rejoice! Amen? If the cameras are on, let it be. Because we don't, we, we can be transparent. Amen? Why do, why do we hold back from being full of joy? Is it because we think we'll look foolish? Is it because somebody says that we should be sad? We should be frustrated? Why is it? Is it because if we're full of joy when everybody else thinks we're supposed to be sad, do are we afraid that they'll think we're crazy? What is it that keeps us back? Yeah. Wait. Microphones. Mr. Tom. <laughs> That's the worldly way, is that something is happening that's upsetting you're supposed to be upset you're supposed to be sad you're supposed to be depressed you're not supposed to be full of joy or happy of 
something is happening that is not good at the moment. Amen. That's right. And that doesn't mean we don't have empathy for people that are hurting. That doesn't mean that we can't cry when somebody cries. But here's the thing. Let the joy of God, when you see a pain in the earth or there's a pain somewhere, then you pray for that person or you pray for that situation and then you begin to thank God. I thank you, God. Your power right now is intervening. Uh, Every angel, I call forth every angelic being out of the highest of heaven right now to come in and comfort. Holy Spirit, come in and comfort. Angels, come in. Create miracles. Do miraculous things so that people will know that God is still on the scene. Amen. And then you can get full of joy because then you can see it. You can hope that you can see it happening and you can live in faith that he heard your prayer. Jesus many times said, Father, I thank you that you've heard my prayer, that you hear me. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So being Pacific, how can you stir up joy in your everyday life? Joy creates believing. It's a part of, they go hand in hand. When you start to experience joy, if you just stop and focus on joy, the joy of the Lord, It creates believing. It creates an excitement. And that's going to create a receiving. So you want to think about every day what is going to be your routine to create this specific fruit in your life, this part of the Spirit. Common joy thieves thieves are discouragement, trials, loss, depression, disappointment, Fear, anxiety, oppression, dread, sickness, lack, and loneliness. What are some of the things that you feel are stealing your joy? Or let's say are keeping your joy at a certain level. Keeping your little thermometer a little low. What is it? Is it some little nagging little anxiety? that kind of runs all back in here all day often. You wake up, you think about it, you go to bed, you think about it. What is that that's running back there in the background of your mind? Amen? We want to go after it. Go after it. And and put joy where that thing is. Put joy. Start to praise, worship, thank God. So what will you do to eliminate them? Amen. So as you think about and focus on your joy stealers or the thing that keeps your joy thermometer low, are you just concerned about being happy that people will think you're crazy? (laughs) I mean, what is it? What 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 is keeping that down? We got every reason in the world to be full of joy. Amen. Every reason. Okay. And I I think, let's see what time it is. Because I'm kind of going into another little area. Oh, I got a lot of time. All right. Thoughts brought you to where you are today. Philippians 4, 8. This is one scripture that everybody should memorize and have in their, their bank. It says, finally, believers, whatsoever is true, whatever is honorable, 
and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things. Center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. Now, the thing I wanted to bring out about this scripture, we read all of that. And if you were to take every thought that goes through your head and hold it up against this, and you might think, well, this is true. This thing here is true, but it's not honorable and it's not worthy of respect. Or if you think, well, this thought is, uh, it, it, it confirms God's word. It confirms God's word. Is it lovely and brings peace? Is it admirable of good report? Is any excellence? I mean, you can find the word of God. There's God, there's word in God, God's word that says, you know, and he was angry and killed them all. <laughs> I mean, so what, what I'm getting at is when you memorize this in your life and then you begin to analyze what any thought that comes your way about people, circumstances, yourself, family, relationships, whatever it is, business, finances, apply this test to all of it, to every bit of it. Is it true? If it's true, is it honorable? If it's honorable, is it worthy of respect? Is it confirmed by God's word? Is it pure? Is it wholesome? So you want to, to set it up, whatever that thought is, you want to see if all of these factors are there. And it might be that there, there's a factor that's true, but it's not lovely or good report then you've got to cast it out. You see what I'm saying? Because there are things that are true that in the earth, evil is true. There's a lot of truth. You know what I mean? There's evil, true evil. But if it's not lovely, if it's not pure, if it doesn't, if it doesn't, is, isn't praiseworthy, you've got to cast it out. So hold it up to this test that all the factors it's passed every test. And then when it's passed every test, you can think on that continually. Continually. Okay, and then I'm going to go into this little bit of Dr. Caroline Leaf. God is designed. This is multiple perspective advantage. Talking about thinking about thoughts and capturing thoughts and thinking about the thought and thinking about how you're thinking about a thought. <laughs> We have this awesome thing. It's called MPA, Multiple Perspective Advantage. God has designed you with an amazing frontal lobe that enables you to literally stand outside of yourself and observe your own thought life. I call this Multiple Perspective Advantage, or MPA. That's Dr. Caroline Lee. And then here's a picture, and this is the MPA. This is that part of the brain. 
that it actually is able to, you can stand outside yourself and examine your thoughts. And here you see she's got an example of toxic and healthy thoughts. And so as we sit here for just a moment, let's close our eyes and become aware of the thoughts that are floating around in our mind. Think about the thoughts you're having now and think about some of the thoughts you had today. Do you see them? Do you see your thoughts? Okay. All right, so now we've come, become aware of some of our thoughts that have been floating around, floating around in our heads. Become aware and bring them into captivity. 2 Corinthians 10.5 We are destroying sophisticated arguments and every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ. And part of that obedience of Christ is walking in love and walking in joy. Amen. 2 Corinthians 10.5 Taking them captive. Ecclesiastes 3.11 He said, He has made everything beautiful in its appropriate and appropriate in its time. Now that just right there, that that part of the scripture is amazing to me because if we think about whatever it is I can you, you whatever anxiety it is whatever concern you have you could think apply that word to it you know what it's going to be made beautiful and appropriate in its time it's going to be made beautiful and appropriate in its time. Isn't that awesome? I love that scripture. He has also planted eternity, a sense of divine purpose in the human heart and mysterious longing, which nothing under the sun can satisfy except God. Yet man cannot find out, comprehend, grasp what God has done. His overall plan from beginning to end. We only see glimpses. We're looking through the mirror dim, the glass dimly. Amen. But the more our souls are renewed, the clearer the vision gets, the clearer the, the expression gets. The more we praise and worship, the more the veil comes down. Amen. And we begin to see the beauty of his holiness and his perfection in his time. Prayerfully see yourself connected to the vine of God. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit, for otherwise apart from me, that is cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. So as we go about our life, as we go about our day, as we are analyzing our thoughts, remember this one thing, you are connected to the vine. You are intertwined with Christ. You are part of Him. You are part of Him. Everything about you. Amen. Visualize a specific toxic thought in your mind and hold it in the presence or the glory light of love. 
whatever your toxic thought is, hold it. Take it to the throne room and hold it in his presence. Stay focused on that one. Tell yourself all other thoughts will be dealt with later. In other words, find that one and stay focused on it. Discard all the others. They're going to be dealt with. They're not going to be left behind. And now you are safe in God's hands. See yourself being held in the huge hands of God. The toxic thought shakes and shivers in his presence of truth and love. So whatever is a bad thought that has continually haunted you or been a part of your life, when you can take it, and you can do this visually, you can take like this picture and see it like that if you want to. Or you can write the thought down, whatever it is, and take it to the throne room and say, Father, I give you this. Or you can see it as this like little black spider looking thing. And you say, Lord, I'm taking this now out of my soul and I'm holding it into your glorious light, your throne room of love. And that thought can't take it. Amen. Amen. Journalize all that God shows you. Write it down. Become aware of your toxic thoughts. Soul work is one thought at a time. One thought at a time. You may have many, but just go after one. Amen? Okay. And the Lord, as he... Each week that you come to Soul Shifters, each week God will reveal to you the one that you need to work on. Amen? Have y'all experienced that? That that you become aware? Amen. That's okay. Just work on one. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. One at a time. All of them will be dealt with. Amen? Thoughts drilling down. Pray. Ask the Creator, our God, for wisdom as we seek to understand our thoughts, our our thought patterns that rule our soul. Winning the battle in our mind requires daily meditation on the truths found in Scripture. It requires spiritual warfare. Every battle is won or lost in the arena of the mind. How can you be prepared for these battles? What are your weapons that you have been given? You know, the word says, The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. Amen. And you know, I mean, for me, I found just when I was single and dealing with loneliness and feeling that, um, you know, that uneasiness, like you're not connected to anything, you feel... Like, oh, I'm alone. I'm, there, there's an uneasiness. There's an anxiety. Well, I would wrap my talith across me. And that just would remind me that I'm in his presence. I'm sheltered in his arms. And it's a, 
it's not a car. I mean, you know, that, that was a weapon for me. It just gave me a peace like, Father's here. And every if I wake up in the middle of the night and that I could see that and go, oh, he's here. And it gave me peace. Amen. So the weapons are the word of God, but the Lord will show you things and give you things that will help increase your faith. Our God is very visual. You know, he told the uh, the, the Hebrew people to put a mezuzah on their doorpost. And, and every day they see that, they kiss it every day. And it says that the Lord our God is one, you know. And he's very visual. And I would suggest that you have visual things around you, you know, scriptures on the wall that you can just walk by and read that word and let that word go in you real quick. Amen. Because the Lord works through visual things. He works through things. He works through the word. He he works through sound, having praise and worship on, you know, continually in your house. He works through all these things, but these are very spiritual things. Amen. So the Lord will give you weapons. We have weapons. Amen. And speaking in tongues is one of the most powerful weapons there is. Whew. <laughs> I mean, it's awesome. Amen. And if you haven't got that gift, then ask the Lord for it. Ask him to give it to you. And he will. There'll be the time. It'll happen. And let's see. How can every battle is won in the arena of the mind? How can you be prepared for these battles? What are your weapons that you have been given? What is your training regimen? What are your thoughts on your current thoughts? What has been your experience on thinking for a change? What has been your experience on thinking for a change? What change are you hoping to make? Are you hoping to experience? What is it? And what has been your experience? I can say this, that the change that I set forth in my soul, each, you know, this one thing, this one thing, I've been amazed. I've been amazed how I started praying for my joy, and it was amazing how my love went like that. I went, wow. (laughs) That was awesome. I was amazed. So, What is your experience? Drill down. Thoughts, the meaning of words and thoughts. The meaning of a word is always in a person, and we must take responsibility for how we interpret a word. Words, and I've said this before, one word that I say may, in my mind, mean or feel like something that in her mind, we does mind may mean or feel completely a little slightly different. That's kind of like the old story about how uh, you know, I, I, when I lived in my foster home, we didn't watch TV very much or anything like that, but everybody sat on the front porch every day and shelled peas or every Sunday or whatever we shelled peas, and there'd be this whole thing of gossip. That was the news right there. I mean, just this gossip. And I just remember that I kept thinking, Huh? 
Yeah. Well, I heard a lot of gossip, and maybe they thought it was, you know, like they get all excited. Ooh, did you hear about so-and-so? Well, I, it made me ill when I heard how they talked about people, you know, and some of their problems. It made me ill. But I forgot where I was going with that thought. Um, taking res- responsibility. The meaning of a word is always in the person. We must take responsibility on how we interpret it. Well, like I said, I interpreted a lot of it as very awful. And I wonder today if I were back on that porch and sitting and listening, if I would not be able to filter other things. I was so overwhelmed with what I thought was awful that I didn't I didn't see any other things that were positive. You know what I'm saying? So here's the thing that everybody's Everybody has their love languages. Everybody has the way they receive a word or interpret a word. And you can say something to somebody and they can actually repeat it back to you and you could go, but that's not what I meant. But this is what you said, but that's not what I meant. You know? So we have to become aware that words to us may mean something different to somebody else how we interpret. Amen. And then we got to line our thoughts up with what is pure, what is true, what is lovely, what is good report. You know, I should have just focused on, well, isn't it great? They're shelling butter beans. And it's a beautiful day. And they're communicating. <laughs> you know? Yeah, time together. Bonding. You know, but I didn't think all those good thoughts. I thought a bunch of negative stuff. A whole lot of negative. And everybody, just remember with couples and in relationships, remember this to, I mean, especially with fellow Christians, remember this, that people really are deep down, there's good in them, and deep down they want to do right Deep down, they want to be right. Deep down, they want to be accepted. They want to be loved. They want to get it right. That God is putting that there. That's in where that scripture that says, an eternity is written in their hearts. And it may be that a bunch of junk's coming out that person's mouth, but you got to go and look into that heart and find that piece of eternity that the Father put there. Amen? And then that's what you focus on. Amen? You focus on that because that's what you can pull out. That's what you can tap into. And if you will not get offended and not take something the wrong way or get worried or whatever and just always think the lovely, the pure, find the good that's there and hold it up to that scripture of all those things. Amen. And then it's amazing how even if that person was just coming out with a bunch of junk, if you will respond to eternity, if you will respond by the divine spirit, the lover of their soul, if you will let him respond, it's amazing how it may change everything in their world. Amen. So are you ready to take responsibility for what goes on in your thought life? Why do we make someone else's reality our reality? 
And we do that now. I know, you know, somebody's going through some, you know, whatever drama. And then all of a sudden we're all, you can get caught up so quick in drama, junk. It's amazing. You got to rise above the drama. You see, we're supposed to have dominion over that. <laughs> Gary's shaking his head. <laughs> but we can't be a part of it. You know, all that junk and drama and all that. Oh, my gosh. We got to hold our peace and rise above it. You know, prepare the feet with the gospel of peace, the good news, and steady that stand all above that drama. And then you can begin to orchestrate and settle that thing down because as you are in the, in truth and peace and love what comes out your mouth is going to be like the sharp two-edged sword and settle it begins to settle it all out and i'll tell you another thing too as you are staying above all this wisdom you can tap into god's wisdom and it's amazing the wisdom that comes out of heaven. It's amazing. And it'll flow through you and you go, wow. I didn't, you know, like that didn't come from me. <laughs> but it's amazing the wisdom that can come forth and bring all of that drama to attention. And, that, and everybody's just hushed because such wisdom and such truth just spoke. And that's one of, one of the things that, you know, we want to do. We don't want it to be, we don't want to get caught up and let that be our reality. We have to stay in the kingdom of heaven. We have to keep the kingdom of heaven flowing. We're here to change what's going on. The quality of your thoughts and the quality of your reality are inextricably related. You can't unite them you can't unite them untie them excuse me Ooh, that's good you can't untie them so the quality of your thoughts and the quality of your reality you can't untie them so if you get up in the morning and you turn that coffee pot on and you go rejoice and you start doing a twirl guess what that becomes your reality thank you lord for what you're doing in this class i thank you for each and every person here and the work the mighty beautiful work that you're doing in them we give you praise and glory may the god of peace go with you and keep you in jesus name amen i don't know am i still on yeah go go